0: have a good day, and welcome to the new edition of Birds All Day, our new early week edition. We're taking it out for a spin. We're coming at you, looking at twice a week. My name is Drew Fairservice, and as I said, welcome to Birds All Day. I'm joined at this time, I'm joined by the man who joins me as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm well. I'm both good you're good well. you're
0: well that's exciting i'm glad to hear it i'm glad that yeah. you're good and you're well right. as you well know if you're listening to this us right now birds all day for the 2020 season outside the paywall available to everybody if you want to subscribe you can do that at apple Podcasts. you can do it at spot on spotify if you want to grab the link you can put it in your overcast which i think is the one that people are into stitcher i don't know if it's still up on soundcloud whatever it's all there subscribe rate review do what you can we're having a great time. We're glad to have the doors wide open. If you aren't a subscriber to The Athletic, you can subscribe to the podcast. But if you aren't, I really think you should. I think you should go to theathletic.com slash birds all day and sign up. Let them know you're listening to us. And do what you can to support the show. And get the amazing universe of content. The universe of stories and stuff you can't get anywhere else. At the Athletic, I really I recommend it. I, I'm a subscriber. They don't give it to me for free, so I, I shell out. I pay for it. <laughs> but we're going to try to do two shows a week. And what we're going to do is the regular show that you're used to, the one that comes up uh, usually on Fridays, where we're going to talk to other people. We're going to have a good our good regular good time, unchanged. New show. We're trying something new. We're going to call it Two Topic Tuesday. Now, you may ask, I know the not And Tyler, our producer, asked. They were like, hey, uh, we're recording this at like (laughs) 11 o'clock at night. No one's going to hear it on Tuesday. Yes, but I do love a good alliteration. So we're either going to go with two-topic Tuesday or one-topic Wednesday, and you're going to get like a 15-minute pod. So suck it up is what I'm saying. But what we want to do is hear from you. We want you to feed and fuel the show. So I want you to email us at birdsalldaypod at gmail.com with your topics. Let us know what you want us to talk about one at a time. Because we'll do two topics on Tuesdays when we record. One of them could be yours. So hit that email address and feed us your topics. Stoughton, does that sound good to you?
1: That sounds perfect, yeah. I mean, that's less work for us if if, if the listeners are, are putting forth the topics, yeah.
0: You're not supposed to say that about, wow. about crowdsourced <laughs> content. You're supposed to make it feel as though you're validating the people. That's what we're doing. No, we're not validating the people. We want to bust us out of the soup of the day, sort of like this is what happened on the weekend, which we're going to do. It's important to kind of keep our finger on the pulse, but also let's get weird and wild, you know? I really wish I hadn't said that, but because it's going to get the emails are going to get weird and wild. But nonetheless, let's do it. So for the first one, we've got two topics. Topic number one. So Sotan doesn't know any of these topics. I'm just throwing them out at you, sort of. Topic number one is the state of the roster. We are at the halfway point of spring training. Things are getting uh, a little rote. Guys are looking a little bored. Maybe things are, uh, you know, outings are getting longer. The first round of cuts was made today as, uh, as uh, DJ Zoik and some of his other friends were sent back down to minor league camp. Alejandro Kirk, much to all of our significant chagrin. But maybe we're starting to get an idea of who might be coming north with the team, and also maybe what are some of the fallouts of some of those decisions. This is something, Stoughton, that you have been writing about and did, in fact, write about today. And in your mind, it looks as though Anthony Alford might be the odd man out.
1: I think that's where they're, they're at, yeah. I mean, I was listening to Mark Shapiro. He spoke on Tuesday here uh, on Fan 590 and, and was talking with uh, with Blair and Brunt and and saying that, you know, like a normal person, like a person who understands how this works, you know, don't want to put too much into spring performances. Uh, but also I don't think Alfred really had a great, you know, uh, too much of his foot in the door anyway. Like we, we talked about last fall, he was called up in September and was kind of used sparingly and it really it felt like, you know it was an ideal time to to take a real long look at him and they sort of chose not to and they came into camp talking about having him play a lot and he has played a lot and he uh he hasn't really done much and and Joe fucking Joe Panic uh hit really well and is a, is i think just he's the the guy that they you know i think they i think it seems like they like that guy uh he's you know i don't think we should be Expecting him to be on the team because of that, but they're, they're, they're well covered in the outfield. Uh, he is a veteran who I think they, they like and can carry and is a guy who does some things that, uh, most of the Blue Jays haters don't do, which is, I mean, the good ones anyway. You know, he hits from the left side, which is one thing. I mean, they have Telez and Shaw and BGO, but, uh, but he puts the ball in play a ton. His contract rate is really high, uh, which I, I think will be, you know, they got a lot of tools in the old toolbox for Charlie Montoya. He's going to be able to to mix and match. I just I, I just see them leaning that way. Uh, I'm not in Dunedin. I'm basing it entirely on, you know, my gut feeling. I don't want to I don't want to you know tell anybody otherwise. But it feels to me that you know Alfred just hasn't shown enough to really get that job. And I would be surprised at this point uh, if he does, and if it's not Panic who uh, who does get a a spot on the roster instead.
0: It's uh, I don't know if unfortunate is the right word, but I, I agree with you that Joe Panic does a lot of the things that they seem to value from like non-core pieces. He has he is purported to be able to play a lot of different positions. He's you know adamant or was at the beginning of spring that he could play shortstop. There's been some talk about him running around in the outfield. You're absolutely right. He hits from the left hand side, which is a which is a huge thing um, from in, in the balance of this lineup. And as you said, with the among good hitters anyway, uh, but. You know, there are a lot. Of, not, I don't know if the writing was on the wall, but as you alluded to in your story that you wrote, um, you know, they didn't play. Anthony offered a lot back in the day. I think I don't. I, I don't think it's it's the fact that they gave Joe Panic like like his real number. <laughs> That's
1: kind of what turned it. to it's like, for me,
0: it's like not a big thing, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it. Feels like it's not nothing. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting to that, but uh you know, you just know they think they,
1: like- I, I looked I checked this out they gave Eric Sogard like number five last spring and still sent him to Buffalo to start so mm-hmm. all right there's fair that enough. fair enough but okay but hey, Joe Eric Panic, so- I mean but Eric Sogard had come from the minor leagues before too I mean Joe Panic is mm-hmm. you know he's a big leaguer he's been he's been a, like below replacement level one last couple of years but he's a big leaguer
0: absolutely but I think the other big thing against Anthony Alford is there are so many guys on the roster who do the very same things that he does or is purported to be able to do. You know, mm-hmm. Anthony Alford might be able to play defense and run the bases better, but he is has shown himself or has uh, has only had the opportunity to demonstrate that he's a significantly worse hitter than, frankly, everybody else on the roster. Mm-hmm. The problem so. is, it's the kind of deal that you don't want to make. And that's why the Blue Jays have dragged their feet for as long as they have with Toolsy players like Anthony Alford uh, and to a lesser extent, you know, even like Dalton Pompey. If you go back, Derek Fisher is another example where like doesn't. Or uh, going back last year to the Socrates Brito, it's like you hate to see a team, your, your team, give up on a player like this and have that player go on and put it all together. And you're like, man, we could have used a guy who could with a 350 on base, who could run the bases like a maniac and and uh, and you know catch everything that's hit out there towards center field, but it's not early anymore in anthony alford's career he's up he's against he's out of options so it's like you know they he he and they are painted into a corner and the only outcome is one that uh I, I nobody really wants i think you know you're you're rooting for anthony Alfred. you want to see a guy like that who has such obvious gifts and abilities and has never really had uh the, the the runway i think is the kind of corporate non-speak word that i would use at this point <laughs> to yeah. to put them put it all together but uh you know the 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 odds are kind of stacking against him day by day
1: yeah i think the i i think that's right i mean to put it into perspective uh the fangraphs uh, top blue jays list is out it has 38 names they don't do a standard number for each team they just sort of go with you know, the the the, the, rele- the ones who look like big leaguers eventually, but uh, Alfred is still prospect eligible according to fan graphs. He slots in at number thirty-four, uh just ahead of Chavez Young and just be- and just behind Reuther Hernandez, uh who they call and I this uh, I I think I remember the name, but I don't <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell you a damn thing about Reuther Hernandez except what's on my screen in front of me, which says uh Hernandez is an arm strength only twenty two year old relief prospect with a shot with a shot to develop a viable bat missing slider so the fangrass has him ahead of anthony Alford in terms of uh being a prospect at this point, which is grim but you know kind of lines up with what we have been unfortunately seeing in front of our very eyes you know we uh we have seen it and i and Shapiro in that conversation uh earlier today had some interesting comments about the the outfield somebody asked uh they had they had people calling in and uh yeah. and somebody was asking about you know a true center fielder and and you know how you know the team is kind of imbalanced and and Shapiro basically said uh to paraphrase that they're you know, they're going there. If at the end of the year nobody's really stepped up and taken hold of like these outfield jobs, they're, they're going to have to go and trade for somebody, basically. They, maybe it'll come, maybe it'll be a free agent. I don't, I'm sure he would prefer trade, you know, given uh, mm-hmm. the way these teams like to operate. And they're probably not going to announce that they're ready to go spend a bunch of money next winter, even though clearly they are. But, uh, but you know, and he talked about that same stuff, you know, that, uh, Like having, uh, having Brandon Phillips was the example that he used, who, you know, they let him go for nothing in Cleveland, uh, because he says, you know, we didn't have the patience to have, you know, we were a championship caliber team. We couldn't have him hit 195 in the big leagues until he figured it out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he went on, had a really nice career with the Reds and, and, and elsewhere after that. Uh, and he, you know, Shapiro was just sort of, you know, not naming Alfred. And I mean, there's definitely other guys who are who are in the same boat because that's sort of how the Jays have put this team together. Uh, you know, the from the, you know the margins of the team at least. You know, the guys who are uh, who are getting that runway, and and it just. It certainly struck me when he was talking about Phillips and talking about guys that you know they 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 had all the they, they drafted him for the right reasons and they liked him for the right reasons, but it just didn't work out, and you kind of at some point have to let that go. And I think that unfortunately, you know, we've, we've talked about Alfred too much, probably given, you know, where fan thinks he is in terms of uh, being a prospect, uh, which is, you know, pretty indicative probably where the industry thinks. And uh, because it's just, it's, he's been around forever and he's been, you know, the tools are all still there. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it just, it's just not, it's just not happening. And, 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 you know, he, he does have that great speed, but he's not a supernatural Defender in center field, I don't think. And there, I I saw somebody talking about, you know, the Jays kind of seem to prefer him in a corner. Don't you know? He's not just automatically written into center. He's he'll 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 play in the corner. And you know, if if that speed translated to like, you know, Kiermaier esque defense, then maybe you could maybe you could consider that a little bit more. But it, uh, but but it just it doesn't seem to, and and he's been better since the start of camp, where he kind of had a couple high profile early game uh, uh, miscues. But but mm. you know, he said the bat just isn't doing anything, and it just it's just you know, how do you take that guy north? I I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you tell Jonathan Davis or or some of the other guys or Joe Panic or who else, whoever that you know we're gonna take this guy in the hopes that he figures it out, but also we can't really play him enough to let him figure it out anyway. It just seems like it's come to its conclusion.
0: The way the game is played, I think, to to an extent now, or or even just the game at the highest level, doesn't permit anyone to just outrun the ball. Um, mm. it, it, uh, defensively is whats is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. they hit the ball too hard And the margin for error is so slim that when you're playing against worse players, for example, or guys who aren't hitting it, you know, squaring it up so much and hitting it on such a line that you can then outrun the ball or when you're playing its worst competition, whatever the situation is, like th- that margin for error just doesn't exist in, in, in the big league. So if you're not as technically proficient as say, like a Kevin Kiermeyer, these guys who have unbelievable reactions and, and anticipation and take these un- unbelievable, uh, routes to the ball. If you're not that, but you're fast, you know, you're, you're, there's not that much that you have, um, to offer and, and, you know it's. Uh, whenever we get to these points with players, or you know, if it's the end of a guy's career, or one of these moments where his career is very much at a crossroads because of uh, options and the things, and and you know, like the the fact that he's out of options, you're like this is this is there for a reason, which is to say that you can't just have him stashed away in your minor league system forever. He needs to. It, it's good. It could give him that opportunity that maybe mm-hmm. he wouldn't get otherwise. But to be Anthony Alfred, to be so good at two things when you're 17 18 years old that you have what feels like the world you know in the palm of your hands like we want you to play baseball for your job and he's like i do want to do that (laughs) but i also am a man from the south and i love football and i have the opportunity to live that life that i want and potentially make incredible sums of money playing football because i love it i'm gonna go do that and then someone's like cool we'll wait that's how good we think you are. <laughs> and then to yeah. end up being just for, like straight up not good enough at either of them, that's that's really like, that's crushing. And like I, I feel for him, I can't identify with that feeling by any stretch of the imagination, but I can only imagine what that is like, right? To now be, I don't know how old he is, 24, 25, 26. He's a little older than, as far as first prospects go, but like mm-hmm. his career has the potential to be at a crossroads and guys like him will, will get opportunities and maybe he'll take the, one of those opportunities if it's not in Toronto and run with it and I, and I think you know given the the amount of airtime that we give him and the amount of amount of um media attention that he's gotten and fan attention he's gotten i think a lot of people are rooting for him and if it's not here in toronto then hopefully it's somewhere else like like you know we talked about dalton pompey another guy who's just Mm -hmm. around for a while and flash of brilliance and looked the part and was the local kid obviously now he signed with arizona but uh you know you hope it'll happen for alfred if not here but uh it just really does it looks like uh it looks like it's not gonna happen so uh it's too bad but we'll see you never know maybe uh, maybe the light switch goes off right maybe there's You know, we remember the Brandon Phillips and the Jose Bautistas and all these, you know, the Dan Uglas or whatever, the Rule 5 guys. But there are lots of guys like that that uh, that never catch on. So that is topic number one done on Two Topic Tuesday that you'll hear on Wednesday. Let's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a work in progress. Before we get to topic two. Let's reconnect with our friends, the Black Tux. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, either a suit or a tuxedo, for their big day. Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it out one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code Jays. That's the code Jays, for 10% off your purchase, the Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. Let's move on to uh, topic two. Topic two, of course, is not an insignificant thing. Topic two is uh, the novel coronavirus, AKA COVID 19, which is uh, a much bigger deal than baseball, but baseball is not immune to to the, the the reach and the impact of the novel coronavirus. First and foremost, as it relates to, the, to people who have a similar job to this one, which is to say that baseball has joined in all the other pro- professional sports in North America and is keeping reporters out of the clubhouse or locker room or dressing room, depending on your uh, the nomenclature of your preferred sport, your vertical, such as it is. Uh, that caused, you know, there was a big... You know, reporters made a lot of noise about it, and I think in a lot of ways for good reason. Um, it's going to really change the way a lot of reporters and a lot of people who cover the game change, do their jobs. But I think it is the right thing to do, um, given what we're seeing around the world. It's uh, it's a weird and wild time, quite frankly.
1: It it certainly is. Yeah, no, I, I think the you know, you, you can see in a decision like that, you you know people can obviously see that the 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 games are still being played they're still having you know public events mm-hmm. uh so it it certainly makes it look like uh player safety is boi- is being put ahead of of fan safety but they, yeah they're being ultra cautious i mean if, if you know look at like what like arsenal has how many players now that that uh, we've just heard uh, here on tuesday that uh are are now quarantined because of it because the the Olympiacos owner mm-hmm. has the virus and they were in contact and uh, you, you know, the, you can shut down the league very quickly if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if the players are, are the ones affected. So there's certainly, there may, there is a financial calculus I think going on, right? I mean, obviously got to keep the players out of harm's way. And then also at some point, when it becomes, you know, inevitable that they they you know, that they can do nothing else. that They're gonna to start to end up, you know, playing behind closed doors or, or canceling games by the looks of it. I mean we'll we'll see where that goes. Again, the Shapiro interview I mentioned, you know, he spoke a lot about it and how, you know, they're just sort of recalibrating every every day, basically, uh, in how they're going to respond to to this situation so you know he said that he kind of he expected the games in montreal to go on later in the month uh but certainly didn't say that the you know left the door open for you know whatever response is appropriate here so we will see it's it's you know uh the united states doesn't seem to be doing a great job of uh of responding to this they're sort of uh you know, we we could get into the the, the reasons why there, are, which are plentiful, uh, but that's you know that's to be a factor too, which is you know we're kind of we're we're fortunate to be sitting in in Canada, you know those of us who are. I know many people are also not, uh, mm. but uh, I, I don't know there, that, that doesn't put us out of harm's way, but there's maybe a little bit more of a detachment about it, uh. But also we're kind of like you and I and, and presumably a lot of people listening to this are 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 quite online, which maybe uh I don't know, I saw people tweeting today about like, oh yeah, all my normies like my normie friends or my parents, like they don't you know, it's just not on their radar the same as it is like in like the ball of anxiety that uh, that Twitter is. Uh but it, it you know, it it looks like it looks like it's going to have a disruptive effect. Uh Beyond what, you know, the measures they've already taken. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully not. But, you know, what can you do? It's uh, it's a bigger concern than whether a baseball game gets played.
0: I am not a doctor. Mm-hmm. I, in my day job, have spent a significant amount of time in the last few weeks dealing directly with public health unit. Well, there you uh, go. Which doesn't why give me any ta- great, Why
1: am I talking That Doesn't Jesus.
0: give me any great insight, but... <laughs> It is not a not a it is not, not a big deal. I've seen people mm-hmm. saying things like, Oh, this is a social media age. That's why this is happening. Like this is the first one and like this that's happened in like the Twitter age or the Facebook age or whatever, which is bullshit. Um, it is a real thing. Like the entire country of Italy right now is completely locked down. Um, you know, in China they did took absolutely extraordinary measures, right? Locking down millions of people in isolation um china has levers that other countries like our own and the united states in particular can't pull to Mm -hmm. to mobilize people and to accomplish infrastructure-based things that were required that won't happen anywhere nearly as quickly so if this when when this thing goes like my hunch is it will go it's Things are going to change a lot. My, my The next three weeks are going to be very telling into how the next like three years, maybe, of our lives go. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit out of pocket here. But it's...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's big, but but it well, is a big thing. It is big. Look,
0: the, the numbers are what they are. The, there's a number called the R-not number, which is this, it's kind of like the rate at which an infected person spreads it to other people. So the flu is like 1.3. So if you get the flu... The average, the number suggests that you'll spread it to like 1.3 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, is 2.1 or 2.2. So every person that gets it has it, on average, will could, has the potential to spread it to two other people. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. That's like a pretty, like it can, has the potential to move very quickly. The other thing, the big number that to remember is the mortality rate is like 3.5%. So 3.5% of the people that get it die from it. That's a huge number. Like those two things mm-hmm. together make it real. So what we're seeing right now, I think, is like like you mentioned, there's a financial component to it. And I think that that's 100% true. And we're seeing that in like weird, silly ways that are more about liability. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't bring like this. These are the, sh- these are the things that, that like are that irk me, which is Starbucks won't let you bring in your refuel- refillable coffee. Right. Month, <laughs> but they'll let you right. pay with cash, which is just like swimming in filth. But they can't let you use your <laughs> refillable coffee mug, or I can't. You can't bring your ref, your re, refillable containers to Bulk Barn. They've shut that all down, which is like an annoyance. But that's more in the interest of, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a genuine interest in protecting their employees, but it's also protecting themselves from liability if someone's like, I got yeah. COVID nineteen at Bulk Barn from fucking jelly beans or something. That's no way to live. <laughs> no, but. The next phase, like all everything we're seeing in Italy and these games not being planned, games being abandoned because of um, uh, because of the spread of this thing, like it's going to get real, and nobody wants nobody wants to see it get to that extent. Nobody wants to play games in front of no fans. Nobody wants to be like on essentially house arrest or or self isolation, entire regions or or huge groups of people for for weeks at a time. Um, but this thing is serious enough that that. If it gets to that, like there will be no question that's going to be the first thing that's going to happen. And from a baseball perspective, again, that baseball is, is whatever; these guys will be fine. Um, the concern, I think, is that they that that where, where like the fact that they're in Florida and Arizona is a little bit like like oh, a little on the nose. Like the gaping holes in the social safety net have the potential to become just like torn into a zillion pieces, and mm. and this thing could get ugly in a hurry. But I like that for the most part, people are saying all the right things. They're, they're like deferring 100%. People are listening. The, wow. Well, uh, they seem like they're like <laughs> MLB, like Major League Baseball is like they have, they're working with public health uh, units. They're working with, with you know, departments of, of health and whatever, such as they are. Um, but like, I get the sense that that there, would, there will not be pushback because the gravity of the situation is apparent. And it's my hope that... It doesn't get to that, that it, that, that I'm, I'm overreacting and I'm reading or seeing things. People talk about these, if I'm like, oh, are not like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone, but like, I'm hoping that it, that it will fizzle out despite my quiet urge for like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Complete societal upheaval, um, which I (laughs) (laughs) which I'm like, come on, go little virus. But, uh, but like, no, at the same time, like that's not, you know, that's not the right way to think. So hopefully no. it'll just, it'll, it will just fizzle out. Hopefully, you know, it'll be more on the, the bottom and the low end of projections and, and, uh, and life will go on as we know it and we'll be able to be entertained. But, uh, I just really hope that, that A, in the interest of like bringing things back to, to what they are, they're bringing it back to baseball, which is to say that there, there, there is a, there is a debate. So you, this, it's interesting that you're we're doing this, and you have been made this your career for the better part of ten years. And you are uh, do not have access and have no interest in in access and don't spend time in the clubhouse and don't talk to the players. And uh, and lo and behold, here you are, very good at your job. Who knew? Well. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, true though. I mean, I would I would be the first to admit there's a lot of. Uh, other people's work that that ends up in mine uh, many times right you know I especially you know in the blogger days and the the content aggregation and the you know so so I I cannot stand here and and say that I'm above the that stuff I've just you know I I, it 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 came about in a way that I didn't have to do the legwork which I thought Mm -hmm. was shitty anyway (laughs) but but people do but you know people do incredible great things i mean people are listening to us we're on we're on the athletic i mean there's so much incredible stuff that gets written that 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 is very dependent on being able to be in the clubhouse and talk about you know what's your curveball grip or what are you you know what are what are like little details and things like that that you're not going to get in the the scenario where guys are behind a podium um but, but yeah, of course, obviously, uh, a time for precaution. So, no, I, you know, and,
0: what can and you do I think, it? I think that it, it might excuse me, the discourse around this might sort of lay bare what, what essentially are people's kind of media diets where there aren't maybe the people who don't delve in deep and and are only reading the box scores or looking at who won the game and don't care about the kind of canned post game quotes. And you see, you know, the, in the, in the NBA playoffs, for example, you see the guys sitting there at the podium, whatever, not that interesting, but there are so many rich stories that come out that if it's, you know, Andy, you know, Andy McCullough writing about the Dodgers uh, fantasy football league or, or, uh, or top people talking about know, all the oral histories and, and like the biggest one of all the Astros cheating scandal that was that was broken by uh, by by Evan uh, Drellich, is that how you pronounce name? Evan and, and yep. Ken Ken mm-hmm. Rosenthal, there's no way that story happens without relationships that are built outside of the quote unquote mixed zone, mm-hmm. where the ability to get to know people, the ability to develop a a, a professional relationship, it's not like Mike Fires and Ken Rosenthal are friends. Right Or, or, or Evan, <laughs> right. Evan yeah. Drellich and Mike fires go for beers. But if when there is a professional respect, when there is a demonstration of professional capability and competency and a, and a knowledge that, that the person that you're conversing with isn't going to screw you in the end because they've demonstrated over months and years that you are a decent person and are just trying to do a good job and tell a good story, b- bigger and better things come out of that. And it's impossible, not impossible, but it's very difficult to, to get that in a mixed area where people are kind of coming and going. And I think I saw Andrew Baggerly of the, of the athletic as well use that exact example where at a, mm. you know, the world cup where guys are just kind of streaming from point A to point B. Maybe you can flag one of them or you have to, or you ask PR to pull one of these guys aside. Then the rest of them are gone we in, in a typical baseball clubhouse, and and you know we talked a, we were starting to talk a little bit but it's off air, but like if you go to the Rogers Center on a regular like weeknight game night, uh, the Blue Jays uh, the clubhouse is open at three thirty typically, or they used to, and the game starts at seven o'clock. So the the Blue Jays clubhouse is open from three thirty to like four twenty or so, four fifteen. Then they all go out to the field and stretch, and the clubhouse is closed. But the visiting team in particular, their clubhouse, because they don't get to go and hit until after, their um, clubhouse is open for like two hours. Where if you're on the road with a team, or if you're like a national guy and you're or a reporter, I should say, and you're there hanging around, you have tons of opportunity to like rub elbows with these people, get to know them, you kind of talk and 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 develop those relationships. And I think that's really valuable. And if that's lost. We as sports fans are though going to be the ones who will lose out on so many of these mm-hmm. deeper, you know, enjoyable stories. Again, I talk about the, the oral histories or the, the kind of TikToks and, you know, no, not TikTok in the, in the, in the <laughs> right. no one's doing, no one's doing, no one's doing the renegade or anything like that. But I'm talking about, you know, the Bob Elliott special, right? Where Bob Elliott will give you like the, like the rundown of this is how this, this transaction broke out. Um, those things are going to become scarce if there aren't, when there aren't opportunities for those people to to um, to mix and to interact, and it's already the dynamic was already weird enough when the players, um, well, not weird, but changed enough when the player salaries became so uh, divorced from like what the reporters make. Like a, a, right. a, a, back, <laughs> back in the day, they were like could almost like look eye to eye, like they were equals. Like yeah, right, you know, we yeah. Make, were like working people in a way. Now it's not like that. But, uh, and if there's even more barriers in between, it's harder. I mean, you know, you talk, now that, that said, the NBA, for example, the NBA, they don't, there's not as much time for like, kind of grab ass, you know, uh, you know <laughs> if you talk to some of like the national NBA, like, like if you talk to, you know, our former colleagues at the score, like Joe Cachero, who um, will want to talk to someone like Ray Allen back in the day, and it's like five minutes on the sideline. And like, he's kind of just, that, that's all he's got. But so there's not that same opportunity to like go and, and hang out with uh, with Ray Allen. So that's why you got to be friends with all the agents. That's what that's how the NBA works. It's like all filtered <laughs> through an agent. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, the novel coronavirus is a big deal. We can't we can't we shouldn't downplay it. I don't think that we are. It doesn't seem like anybody in around Major League Baseball is. Uh, if Opening Day is played in front of in front of um, uh, closed doors, it would be a real shame but also if they play it in front of a full crowd and it's the last opening day, that's probably worse. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, indeed.
0: So it's like a little, Uh, either like a a little bit eerie, like a, the beginning or the the beginning of I am legend or like a station 11 situation where it's just a bunch of people shambling around being like, we used to play baseball here in this, in the large encampment by the lake that used to be called the Rogers. (laughs)
1: Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, clearly you are—you have been reading some of the uh, <laughs> some of the public health stuff that's going on about this. Uh, which, yeah, rec- I recommend it as well because, yeah, uh, people should be p- taking precautions even when they they don't feel when it feels when it feels like corny at this point. Uh, you know, this is the time to be doing it.
0: I hope that it is I hope that the, the skeptics or naysayers or uh people who are more irritated by being put out. I hope that they're right because the other the alternative is not pleasant to think about. Um mm. because it could get uh again, I, I think we got like well like two weeks now. Inside of two weeks it will be really telling. And uh and then we'll see. But uh in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed. This early week edition of Birds All Day. His name is Andrew Stoughton. I recommend you read the things that he writes at the Athletic. What do you have uh, coming for us any later this week? Anything? Anything cool?
1: Uh, I'm definitely going to do something with that uh, Shapiro. I just call him Shapiro. That Shapiro uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, interview that he did on the Fan. Going to look into some of those comments. I don't know if that's going to be a standalone piece or if it's going to be a bird's eye view thing where I, I, you know. go a couple different ways and have other things uh going to but yeah you you could that might be up before this podcast is so we'll see um beyond that you know just keep watching spring training baseball isn't it delightful
0: it is delightful keep watching spring (laughs) training keep uh washing your hands and uh yeah let's um two topic tuesday hit us with your topics hit us with your cues your questions. These are different than the Stoughton mailbag questions. This is stuff specifically for this podcast. Hit us up. Doesn't have to be about the Blue Jays, but it should be. Uh, Birds All Pod at gmail.com. I just created it within the hour, so there won't be any right, spam in there. So if I if you send it, I'll see it. Uh, so hit that up. As we said all the time, subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, I understand, is the number one. Spotify is where I've been doing my podcast, just because i'm just there anyway and uh but overcast is the one that people really like stitcher all that good stuff hook it up and then uh, the other link i said too is birds all day uh, or the athletic.com slash birds all day in the meantime his name is andrew stoten my name is drew fair service we'll talk to you later this week on birds all day